Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to continue with the Rookies in the Field series. I don't know what else to call it. And I'm going to go over algae and some things that you may not even know as a seasoned pro regarding algae. So I think you're going to get a lot out of this no matter where you are on the spectrum as far as when you started in the business or if you're just starting. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So when you're just starting out, algae in the pool is a big issue and a big problem because you may not really know if it's algae or how to treat it or some of the things that happen with algae and some of the things that cause it to come back. So I'm going to try to go over this step-by-step to kind of guide you through identifying the algae and also the treatment for different algae types. The first thing you have to do is identify it as algae. Now, if you're a seasoned pro, you probably will recognize algae right away. Typically, you're going to have mustard algae in the pool. This is very common in my area. And you're going to have it usually in the step area, in the corners of the steps, and maybe in the deep end, you'll see a yellow streak. It's really easy to spot the algae. If you're wearing polarized sunglasses, I really recommend getting polarized sunglasses. I don't know how many years ago it was, but I was at a pool and one of the customers was a fisherman. He's like, hey, you should try these glasses. These are are much better. You can cut through the glare in the water. And by the way, another tip to cut through the glare is to put a little bit of dish soap or tile soap in the water that helps with the glare from the sun. On a cloudy day, it's not as big of a problem, but there's still a glare usually in in the water. You can't see the surface as well. So he said, hey, try these glasses on. So I put them on, and right away I can see like kind of like a superpower. I can see into the water and see things I never saw before. And I can spot algae a lot better wearing these polarized glasses. Just go on Amazon and Google polarized polarized sunglasses, and you're going to see a whole different selection of these glasses. I like the Dudema brand, and I just buy these like crazy, and I wear them all the time everywhere I go. But these will help you see through the water a lot better, and you can spot algae. So usually it's like one little area that has the algae, and it's kind of yellow or mustard colored in you know kind of the term we use. We call it mustard algae, and it's what it kind of looks like. Now, sometimes there's some stains in the pool that look like algae. One way you know if it's algae or not, get a a stainless steel brush if you have a plaster or pebble-type pool you're dealing with. If you have a vinyl or fiberglass pool, you don't want to use a stainless steel brush. It's only for the plaster or pebble-type surface. Go ahead and hit it with the brush. I like using the 6-inch stainless steel brush because it's much more effective. And so hit it really hard with the brush and see if it brushes off. Now, if it brushes off, then 90% 90 something percent chance is algae and it's not dirt or anything like that. 
If it doesn't brush off, then it may still be algae. It just may be really aggressive or just may be a stain on the on the surface. So that that's how you kind of tell if it's algae, if it brushes off. And I like using the six inch brush because you can apply more force and it's usually effective even on the aggressive mustard algae. Now, if you have this all through the pool, it's obvious as algae. I mean, every wall's covered. Now you don't want to be using the six inch brush to brush the whole pool. It'll take you forever. So definitely get a 12 inch algae brush or an 18 inch brush, stainless steel or poly mix brush. And that way you can brush the whole pool if you do have a major outbreak. I mentioned not to use stainless steel in fiberglass or vinyl because you can really ruin it and tear the vinyl liner and you can scrape and scratch the fiberglass coating. You don't want to do that. And you won't really need to use a stainless steel brush in a fiberglass or vinyl pool because a regular poly brush should take the algae right off of that surface. Now there's some odd algae that you may have trouble identifying. Sometimes in Pebble Tech, you're gonna see kind of this green algae that's in between the pebbles. And this is pretty aggressive sometimes. And the way to treat that, of course, is to brush it. And sometimes you're brushing this aggressive algae in the Pebble Tech, nothing happens. And an effective way to remove that is to get Cal Hypo and sprinkle it right over the algae if you can. Turn the pool off, of course, so there's nothing circulating. You're gonna get the Cal Hypo and sprinkle it over this aggressive algae that sometimes forms in Pebble Tech pools. And this should take it right off, or at least loosen it up so you can brush it off and let the Cal Hypo sit on there for like half an hour. I just let it sit on there for the, the whole duration. And I had the pool running again an hour later. And I go back there the next time I'm there, usually the algae is gone. How much Cal Hypo do you put in there? It just depends on how many of these aggressive algae blooms are in there. They're like sometimes the size of a, a nickel or a dime or a quarter. And you, you'll find that they're hard to brush off. And if you have maybe 20 of these, I would put a couple pounds of Cal Hypo on top of them and that will kill it. If you just have a couple little spots of it, just use like half a pound and put it over it. You're just going to have to judge by, you know, experimenting. But that's an algae that's kind of weird. It happens in California and probably other areas of the country. And then you have black algae, which can be hard to identify in some cases. A lot of cases, it's pretty easy to identify. They're about the size of a pencil eraser. They can get, of course, as big as a quarter or a half dollar, but they're usually pretty small when they first start in the pool, usually on the deep end or on the deep end bottom. For some reason, you don't see it very much in the shallow end, but it's in the deep end of the pool a lot of the times. And you can brush these off with a, with a six-inch stainless steel brush. Usually, you're going to have the head of it brush off, and you may think you cured it, but you really haven't because there's like a root that goes in the plaster and you have to treat the black algae to get rid of it. Since I'm talking to people that may just be starting, I think the easiest way to treat black algae is with a copper-based algicide. So the Polar X is the first thing that comes to mind. Put one of these in the pump basket and typically it'll take three or four weeks for the black algae to disappear from the pool. You can also use the Algitech by Easy Care. It seems to be pretty effective against black algae. And definitely want to try that out on the black algae. Or a copper-based algicide is effective. So you can use, you know, Swimtreen. Natural Chemistry has a, a new pro blend of a algicide that I just tested. It's their pro series algicide. It's called Dual Action Algicide. It has polyquat in there along with the copper sulfate. And of course, copper is highly effective against black algae. So treat it that way because I think if you do the algebra, the granular trichlor, 
you could end up damaging the plaster if you're new. So I don't recommend someone who's brand new to pool service or just starting out use a granular trichlor and black algae because more than not, you're going to burn that pool surface and damage it. Besides, it's only effective on white plaster. I mean, I've used it on older color plaster pool that has like a lot of modeling and discoloration. A lot of pool pros will do that. So you're not supposed to use it on color plaster for that reason because it could bleach it out. But if it's a really old color plaster, you can definitely use it. But I do have a video on my YouTube channel on treating black algae with granular trichlor. I recommend watching that. It's an older video, but the process is still the same no matter, you know, when I filmed it. It's the same thing that you would want to do. And you can also use a trichlor holder. Um, I think Pentair makes an, one called the Algegon. There's another one that's better out there. It's yellow. You put a trichlor tablet in there and you can use that to rub the black algae off the side of the walls. The stainless steel brush works really well. Now, if you have black algae in a fiberglass pool, and this can happen if you have one of those fiberglass pools that's not dropped in shell-like, but one of those that are, are actually built like a regular pool, you can get black algae in there. Typically, you can use just a regular uh, nylon brush, but sometimes on rare occasions, you're going to have to use the stainless steel brush on the black algae. Just be really selective when you're using it. But I find the trichlor, rubbing a trichlor tablet over it on the walls is much more effective. Black algae can be hard to get rid of. One thing that happens is that it can return often, and that's why you definitely want to keep using a copper algaecide in that pool continuously and keep that chlorine level at you know higher levels than you would keep any other pool because once that pool zeroes out, the black algae tends to you know expand and come back rapidly. So a pool with black algae, you never want to let the chlorine zero out again in that pool. It just takes steps to prevent that and also have a copper algaecide Polar X, again, is great because you can just put it in the skimmer or the pump basket. It'll last four to six months and then just continuously use a copper algaecide in, in a pool that had black algae that you treated. That was a long detour with black algae. Let me go back over to the mustard or yellow algae and effective ways to treat it. I think the most ineffective way to treat mustard algae is to brush it, you know, add a little bit of chlorine and then leave the job site and come back the next week, chances are it's going to be a lot worse than when you got there. Now, there are some causes of the algae that you have to first find out why the pool has algae. A lot of times it's because the chlorine level got to zero. That's a good indicator that the algae was formed because there was no sanitizer in the pool to prevent it. Other problems could be the filter could be dirty. And I've been lazy. I know how it is out there. You're doing your pool route and you see that the filter pressure is at 30 PSI and it's a D filter. And you're, you figure, well, I'll just backwash it and that should take care of it. A lot of times when there's algae in the pool, it's because there's algae in the filter. Backwashing it usually is not going to get the algae out of the filter. And typically if there's algae in the pool, the filter just needs to be taken apart and cleaned. It's a pain, especially if you weren't planning on doing that. And there's been occasions where I just got lazy and I'm like, well, I'll shock the pool. I'll treat it. I'm not going to worry about the filter. I'll give it a quick backwash and everything should be fine. I get back there the next week and the algae is still there. My treatment failed because I didn't clean the filter. And so, you know, this is something that you're going to have to do, especially with a D filter. If there's algae in the pool, the cartridge filter, you should take it apart and clean it when you see, you know, a fairly amount, a fairly good amount of algae in the pool. I would take the cartridge filter part also and hose it off because this is going to really help 
you fight this battle and win this battle against the algae in the pool. Now, if you just have a little bit on the steps and a little bit in the deep end, I wouldn't go so far as to clean the filter unless the filter PSI is indicating that the filter is dirty. If you have a sand filter, backwash that for a couple minutes. But if the filter looks fine, but there's a little bit of algae, don't worry about the filter. But if there's a lot of algae in the pool and the filter PSI is high, I would recommend taking that filter apart, cleaning it, putting new DE back in. If it's a cartridge filter, take it apart and hose it off. This is going to go a long way in fighting the algae in that pool and making the treatment very successful. Now, of course, you want to shock the pool to treat the algae. And I kind of go overboard on this, and I've learned to always just go crazy when, it, when you're fighting algae, then to kind of be conservative. And if I see, let's just say there's some algae on the steps, the chlorine zeroed out in this pool, let's say they had a party, and some, you know they, there was just no chlorine for a couple days, and algae formed on the steps, formed in a deep end. The filter seems okay, the pressure's fine, flow's good, so it just got a little algae because there was no chlorine in the pool. So how much chlorine do I put in there, and what do I use? Well, there's all kinds of different algae treatments out there. I think sodium bromide is still used by many pros as, you know, really effective against mustard algae. So I'm just going to use that as an example here. Let's say that you use sodium bromide and you buy the 25-pound bucket you carry in your truck, and you just have a little bit of algae on the steps, maybe some in the deep end, maybe a little bit in the spa area. How much how much uh, chlorine do you put in there? Well, first you want to bring the chlorine back up to a good level. So you want to bring the chlorine up to 10 parts per million just so that you have that chlorine in there. And then with the sodium bromide, of course, it destroys some of that chlorine level. And so for every four ounces of that you put in the pool, you want to put a gallon of liquid chlorine or one pound of calhypo. So I would put, you know, a couple gallons in that pool to bring the chlorine level back up. I'm talking about an average size pool here. Let's say it's 15,000 gallons. And so I put a couple gallons in just to take care of the zero chlorine. And then with the sodium bromide treatment, I would probably use one capful in the step areas, another capful or another four ounces in a deep end. And then I would add one gallon of liquid chlorine to each of those when I'm adding the sodium bromide. And I probably would add another gallon just to be safe. So that's five gallons of liquid chlorine, two capfuls of sodium bromide. For what is a pretty minor algae outbreak, I, I'll admit that it seems like a lot of chlorine but the sodium bromide is going to destroy some of the chlorine. Now, if you're using something like a copper algicide, you don't need to go too crazy with the chlorine. And so I would just put two or three gallons of liquid chlorine in or three pounds of calhypo and then the copper algicide because it's not going to destroy the chlorine level. Same thing if you're using a polyquat. I think the PolarX, again, I'll go back to the PolarX because it's pretty effective in preventing algae and also while you're treating the algae. So if you do have this algae outbreak in the pool, I would put a pool RX in the pump basket. And then I would put the two gallons of liquid chlorine in the pool to bring the chlorine level back up to a good level. Brush it, and the pool RX will take care of that algae. I, I can guarantee you, you probably won't have it come back the following week when you get there. Maybe two gallons is overkill, but I just like to put extra chlorine in just so that I have a cushion. You can also treat the algae with phosphate remover. Now, the pool may you may test the pool for phosphates. That's kind of something that you probably should be doing. It may not be completely necessary. If there's algae in the pool, I can almost guarantee you there's phosphates in the pool because that's one of the food sources of algae. So it goes without testing because you have algae. That means that it's eating something. And if it's eating something, it's probably phosphates. And so you can actually 
do a maintenance phosphate treatment. You don't have to do like the whole phosphate treatment. We can do a partial treatment with phosphate remover and then raising the chlorine level up in the pool. And that usually will take care of the algae as well. So there's a different, there's a bunch of different methods you can use to treat the algae. Find the best one that you want to use and kind of use that as your go-to method. I wouldn't say using all these methods would be logical. Find the best one for your area, stick with it, and use that method. But I think treating the algae aggressively and trying to destroy it aggressively is really important. If you're being really conservative and you're not really attacking the algae, chances are it's going to return and it's going to be a lot worse than when you first try to treat the pool. Also find out why the pool ran out of chlorine. There's many different reasons. It could be heavy use. It could be that you're not running the pool long enough. Could be that the filter is dirty. So kind of be a detective at the same time. I wouldn't say just treat the algae and not worry about it. I would treat the algae and also think kind of long and hard of why that pool got algae in the first place. It may be a simple answer. They had a party and it wiped out the chlorine. Three days later, you get there and you're dealing with that problem. But definitely you want to find out what happened to the pool that get the algae in the first place and then treat that algae aggressively. And so you definitely want to carry plenty of chlorine on your truck. And this is like a little tip here. I would take enough chlorine so that you're going to be able to put at least two gallons of liquid in every pool that day or two pounds of calhypo in every pool that day. So if you have 14 pools, you're bringing 28 gallons of liquid chlorine. This is a lot of liquid chlorine. So you definitely want to use powdered shock to kind of break it up on your truck. You can't really put all that in your truck. I would say I would carry about two cases of liquid chlorine, which is eight gallons. Then I would carry 25 pounds of calhypo. And just to have it on my truck, I would carry at least 10 pounds of dichlor. And that's enough for one day easily to cover all those pools. Just that 25-pound bucket of calhypo would be enough for all the pools. And you have an extra 8 gallons of liquid. The whole point is that you don't want to run out of chlorine because if you're getting, if you're doing your pool, and let's say four pools have algae, you're going to use up quite a bit of chlorine. And you want to make sure you don't have to stop and go back to the supplier to get more chlorine. So always have plenty of chlorine on your truck. Carry some Pool RX units if you use that. Carry some sodium bromide, copper aldehyde. All these things will help accelerate the algae treatment. They may not be completely necessary to kill algae. Remember that the sanitizer, the chlorine you're putting in there, will kill the algae. But the aldehyde really helps make that happen a lot faster and more effectively. And that's why algaecide is used a lot by the Pool Pro because it really helps us to take care of that pool. We can't be there three days later usually and add more chlorine to the pool. So the algaecide is a big helper for us as far as stretching out the amount of time that we have to go back to that pool, which is usually the week later. Now, if the algae, if the algae outbreak is you know humongous and it's really bad, you're probably going to have to go back there within a day or two afterwards and then retreat that. So if it's like a real bad outbreak, you can't wait a whole week to go back there and make sure it worked. If it's a small amount of algae, chances are if you follow that formula that I gave you earlier, you're not going to have any problems with it. But if it's a large algae outbreak, probably go back a couple days later just to make sure that things are moving in the right direction. And you're probably going to have to add more chlorine and possibly more algaecide at that point. If you're looking for other podcasts I recorded, you can find those on my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the podcast icon, click on that. It's on the website, on the banner. 
and then you'll see a drop-down menu of 1,200 podcasts that I recorded. I think I have the most podcasts of everyone combined at this point. So you'll find something there that you can listen to. And be sure to check out the coaching program that I offer at PoolGuyCoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash poolguy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.